Hi, and welcome to the Compassionate Achiever podcast, where you're going to learn how helping others can fuel your success. I'm Tracy Day. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Chris Cook, and our producer, Pete. Hi, guys. Hello. Oh, yeah. Anybody know that? Huh? Huh? Anybody know that? Does anybody know what that sound effect is? I I know some of our listeners do. Because it's Stranger Things. Because oh. we're in a freaking strange environment right now. It can't get more upside down world than we are in right now. What do you say, Pete? Ugh. Yeah. I'm it's... telling you, hopefully it doesn't get more upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the interruption. Uh, quick editor's note. This episode was recorded before the introduction of murder hornets. So upside down, here we come. It is Stranger Things. A lot of things are upside down, right? It's for parents, things are upside down. For kids, it's upside down. And that's what today's episode is about. It's about Stranger Things literally in our everyday life here in terms of work and school. And work and school. And so today, um, I'm not sure when this is uh, going to air, but as of now, I'm sure it's not going down. It's probably only going to go up. There are 26 million people that have filed for unemployment and in our country alone. And that is just a scary statistic. Oh, my gosh. It's surreal. It's, it's, it is surreal. This is and nothing like There's going to be so many more that are, are filing. I mean, I even know people that are out of a job and still haven't filed yet. So, Right. And then people who are trying to file who can't even get through because you know, I was just listening to a couple of shows yesterday on the radio and it, a number of states, their servers weren't set up to handle this many people having right uh, jobless claims. Oh, they're crashing. And then the lines, they show, they try and show up in person and the lines are out the door and they're waiting hours and hours and hours. And yeah, it's really, it's really scary. But let's talk about how some of these things we can do to make it better. Like, so here we are, we are recording this podcast over Zoom. Oh no, this one's over WebEx. Um, but we're having to talk to one another and today we're having bad internet connections. Yeah, so now we bad hair days, bad we're hair bad day. internet days. So yeah. I'm having that as well, but <laughs> bad internet. So now we have gone to, uh, just the audio. So if we sound like we're talking over one another, we probably are. That's because we can't see one another. And this has become the new normal for people interviewing for jobs. And also in the schools, this is clearly the new normal, this distance learning. And Pete, you have, um, let's go to some of the schools for a bit. Your kids uh, are, are learning by visuals, right? I mean, they're, they're doing the whole distance learning, right? Yeah, my son goes to uh, preschool at an elementary school in town, and they're doing, none of it is synchronous. They're not, you know, he's not getting on and and meeting with people live, but he's getting a lot of, they're sending us a lot of assignments, and he's getting a lot of videos from his teachers. One of them, you know, sends uh, all of her students clips of her reading books to them. Um, Like my son has speech therapy, so his speech therapist is sending him, um, little videos telling him uh, what she's doing and asking him what he's doing. And we're sending videos back and, you know, we're, we're trying to set up some, 
uh, some live things here and there, but uh, it's just it's been a lot of them checking in on us and, and asking for updates from him and seeing how he's doing and making progress and, and all those kinds of things. So, at, you know, obviously at his level, they're not doing anything live, but I know at the higher grade levels, they are doing some, you know, virtual right. live That's classroom what I was stuff. Say is a lot of the teachers that, I mean, my kids are all out of school, obviously they're, they're ready to have their own kids. And Chris, you've been homeschooling your boys for a while anyway. Right. right. So this is, this is really not, so new normal for you i mean this is kind of your old normal no but you know what's kind of cool but that um because as you guys know as probably longtime listeners know uh my sons are part of a kind of a homeschool co-op called you know uh, uh workspace uh education and and what they've added is a lot of the teachers that are part of this homeschool co-op we're all kind of parents or grandparents and one of them uh, his had a whole, he's just finished a book about his family and how they survived the Holocaust. Mm. And so he came on, um, on the uh, kind of Zoom channel and we posted up on our big TV, we were able to slide the Zoom thing to our TV. So we got to hear this amazing guy, his name is Peter Gross. Hi, Peter. Um, and he told a whole story about how his mom, his mom gave him up for adoption as a day old, two day old baby. And he talks about the story, about how he went and found his mom after 50 years. Mm. And Holy then all this history about how she survived the Holocaust on her own. Mm. And my boys were wrapped. And so we have this extra time where even though they're not in like sitting with some classes, they're getting this story and these stories that I don't think we would have had time to do that they're linking up with. And we had just seen the Windermere children on PBS. It's oh, a great I documentary. That. that was a yes. great documentary. And so to have his story about his his mom and his family, like they, they were tied to Einstein and other things. It was kind of this wild, wild ride. And then to meet his mother at, you know, beyond the age of 60 for the first time. Wow. So that's pretty... a great, that's a positive coming yes. out. Yes. Yes. Normal. And, and I actually talking about um, the reading stories. I know teachers are just desperate to have a break. Like you said, Pete, that, you know, the older teachers are actually trying to teach via zoom or whatever. There's a lot of, um, uh, different platforms that the schools are using now. But um, I just organized a reading buddy uh, program through Jericho Partnership that's going out to all the Danbury schools. So if anybody does want to um, record these stories, so you go on and you have like four to seven minutes max and you read a story and it can be any any elementary story. So really young to up to like fifth grade and then these teachers it gives them a break that they can plug this in but they're still they're seeing a fresh face they're hearing a new story and there's all kinds of statistics chris i'm sure you probably have all this knowledge but about how reading to kids yes. is so beneficial it is so that you know it's a great thing so if anybody wants to do it please um shoot us uh an email or whatever you can certainly find us um 
anywhere on the website and um, all that is at the end. We can get into that. But so there are some positive things that are coming out of this new normal, but these people for jobs. So I'm kind of bouncing around, but let's go back to the new normal of jobs. Not only are people losing their jobs, mm. but there are companies that are hiring. I mean, what do they say? The um, drivers for UPS, yep. Amazon, you know, a lot of these kind of delivery services. CVS. CVS, right. a lot. And we talked about that some in the last episode, how some of the companies are connecting to actually bring over employees uh, from, I think you said, Chris, the airlines are yep. trying to hook up. Delta and, and Hilton linking up with CVS. Yes. Exactly. Um, but how about just like today where we're running into these roadblocks, people are really having to uh, accommodate over interviews online like this. And yeah. it's it's tough. I mean, you have to, first of all, learn the technology. A lot of people are not savvy about it. Hello, me being one. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a... I'm not a techno moron, but I mean, I, you know, I'm also not a whiz kid at it either, but as you said, you do well, you do well. Yeah, I'm okay. You do well. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, but it also shows how, um, you deal with, um, adversity, like yes. how you can switch gears. Like all of a sudden the thing goes dark. What do you do? Do you panic? Do you, it freezes? You know, do you get all flustered or do you try and um, really think about, you know, how do I how do I get through this? And uh, of course, there's been some hysterical clips on YouTube and everything else of people being in a meeting and, you know, then they they forget and get up. There was one I saw the other day. It was so funny. The guy was on the meeting and there was several people. And they said, all right, let's take just a five minute break. Well, he thought that it was off <laughs> and he got up and he was like really dressed on the top and he was in his underwear and starts walking away. <laughs> and luckily his friend texts him and says, dude, you have no pants on. And we're ah, watching that's, you. That's a new take on risky business. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there's been all kinds of you know, crazy things like that. But how do you do that? Like, how do you, you know, get in that mindset of, hey, this is this is the deal. This is what I have to deal with. And so where do I, first of all, learn this? How do you learn it? Do you just learn it on the fly? And, you know, how, how does helping other people, I want to get back to what we're about, how helping others can fuel your success. So how do so how do we do that in this new normal time? Well, it's kind of like combining both topics for today, right? Both the business side and the learning side. And on the learning side, there's been some great studies over the last decade or so, a little bit more now, on a difference between having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, right? And a growth mindset says basically you're always going to be learning that mm -hmm. and you don't have all the answers all the time. So I, I like to say, I didn't read this anywhere. I just, this is my take on it, that a growth mindset is like life is an adventure. And as you know, you know, when you travel it, you have a plan, but they don't go. It doesn't yeah. always go Wasn't the way you want it to go. Gears, right? Right. Yeah. You're having planned, right? So you rock and roll with that. Or I like to say you surf it, 
right? You got to learn how to surf life and because different waves come at you at different times, at different speeds. And so it's learning how to adjust on the fly. And I find that exciting. I actually find that very adventurous. And that's part of a, having a growth mindset. A fixed mindset is thinks that you have, you know everything and you have to control everything at all the time. And you're a fixed mindset. When someone has that, they're afraid to say, I don't know. And a growth mm-hmm. mindset is you're like, I don't know. Let me check it out. You know, I'll go find it. I'll first start on Google, right? But that's not where you stop people, right? You, you go on and you, you dive a little bit deeper. And the idea is, is that this is a way to start actually practicing the growth mindset in this mm-hmm. type of environment, right? Because things are, you have a plan and you're okay you can't actually do what you want to maybe do or you know the idea is that you're going to find new ways of getting to where you want to be and i think that one of the things that people can start with especially you know when we're talking over well over 26 million uh people you know just so you know that 26 million just to put it in some type of context that equals to the workforce of 25 states, right? I mean, that's, it's just mind-blowingly large. And so now I think people are going to have to learn that technology a little bit more, but I think it's a great way of getting to know someone before you hire them and also getting to know the people that you are gonna be applying for a job for. So for example, if someone freaks out because their camera's off, right? Or they're freezing. That gives them gives you a sense of how they are actually going to interact when things go wrong in the office or things go wrong on the job. Or if that business, you know, says, oh, sorry, you know, you cut out, you froze. So that's it. You're done. That's going to be a pretty much cutthroat area, right? If they're not willing to say, you know, that's no fault of your own. It was the Internet that went sideways. You know, let's reschedule. That's a different, you're going to get a different taste. Where would you want to be? Would you want to work for some place that because of no fault of your own, you know, you couldn't connect, even though you were in constant, maybe you texted them. Um, I think this is a way that you can get, learn how to get a different feel for an organization and for the organization to get a feel for the people that you may be hiring. Mm-hmm. I also think it's an opportunity for us all to learn to be more compassionate. When things, you know, some, we're all on a different learning curve of this technology. And, you know, you can tell when people are getting annoyed, like just on social Zoom calls or some of the calls that I've been doing for volunteering, you can tell like people are getting annoyed with somebody. They're like, you know, Chris, like just press this. It's, you know, (laughs) press the button on the bottom or whatever. They're all set up (laughs) differently. And then, so it's like a really good time for us, I think, to step back and say, okay, how do we want people to treat us when we're freaking out and the thing is freezing or shutting off or we can't get the video to work? So maybe we can all try and take a deep breath and say, okay, would I want somebody yelling at me, telling me to push the button on the top right when there are no buttons on the top right. No, I mean, like, we've all been there. There's another issue on the opposite side when it comes to having, like, Zoom and WebEx and Teams and the videos. People think now you can just call one of your colleagues and they should be able to answer right then and there, 
right? And there's no break in between. I think you're going to lead, if you do that with your employees, you're going to lead to high levels of burnout. Because I'm sorry, uh, you know, being seated for six hours straight, <laughs> you know, for a WebEx or a Zoom call. Yeah. I, that actually happened to me one day. And Tracy and Pete, as you guys know, I love to run marathons, right? And I'm not the fastest marathoner, but, you know, I, I get it done. I get her done. Um, I am not kidding when I say this. I, there's no exaggeration. I was more so, sore after the six-hour WebEx call than I was after running a marathon. Yeah. I, I tried to stand up straight. It was, you know, talk about funny. Um, you guys both would have died laughing at while I was like tears. Like, how can I not sit up straight, stand up straight, right? <laughs> Sitting for six hours and or expecting someone to immediately pick up, you're going to burn out your employees, right? Because they can't be on call all the time. And they weren't when this happened. And I think you have to create, learn how to create a boundary that's compassionate, right? That we all need our downtime to rejuvenate our batteries. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm seeing it. I got to tell you, my Kendall and Peter are here working and, and Scott, and we all go, at least I have the, you know, I, I'm the advantage, if you will, to get up and walk around and kind of, you know, do this intermittently. They are literally stuck in front of that computer. Kendall sits at that, at our counter online all day long. She gets up to go to the bathroom. She comes right back. Yeah, that's she a problem. She lunch there. Same with Peter. I mean, it's, and, and I'm not saying that they're doing anything different. Right. I'm saying that this, this is what the new norm is and it's not good. No. And, and same with um, a teacher. Um, my aunt is a teacher and she said, you know, she was away from her computer and she didn't have the alerts on and somebody was trying to get her. And then she was like reamed out because they were like, Hey, you know, where were you? Well, right. we have to understand that even though this technology is there and it is helpful, but it, you can't be totally glued to it. And speaking so, of teachers on, on the one, yes. one of the things, <laughs> one of the things we're, I know we're going to talk about a couple of things here, but one for, I'm already planning for what I would do if there's going to be online for the fall, right? For, so if we, you know, Zoom becomes secure and we're good to go right now, I'm experimenting with backgrounds. I've downloaded the Millennium Falcon as a background, right? I've downloaded the Rebel Resistance uh, headquarters as a background and, and a couple places I love. I even have uh, the School of Athens painting in high res. So it's my favorite painting. It's up at the Honors House and, a whole bunch, and even in my house here. So I was thinking a way to students to introduce themselves is I can email out to my students, I want you to pick a background that you want to show when we get into class. And that's how we're going to introduce each other, right? Is why did you pick that background? It's okay. It has to be ethical and legal, right? <laughs> for the, yeah. for the not obscene. <laughs> right. Not obscene, right? It's got to be something that represents you, right? And how I think you can have fun with it in a, in a really cool way. So when it comes to teaching, I think that's another thing we can do. We can use the technology as a way to introduce ourselves that we, I haven't had a chance to do before. Right. Well, and speaking of teachers, Pete, do you want to talk about our Compassionate Achievers of the Week? Sure. Yes, this week's Compassionate Achiever of the Week is for our teachers. And I'm going to include yeah. aides in there, too, because my son has several teachers, but he also has several aides. He has, like, 
two or three teachers and four or five aides, or he's got all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to include all them teachers, aides, and um, absolutely any kind of para, any, because any whatever. As you said, yeah. Yeah, and they're all having to learn this too, let alone trying to teach your child and give them a good education. Now they've got this whole other layer of this technology on top of it. And it's a lot. It's really a lot. And it's hard to you, connect with these with these kids. So yes, thank you. Thank you, teachers. We so appreciate everything that you're doing. So to everybody who is looking for a job and trying to teach and all these new normal things. Wow. Like hang in there. And if you have some great ideas that you've been doing, we would love to hear from you again. Please post them. Let us know. You can email us and we'll talk about them because in this, you know, new normal of COVID-19. That's what we're about is how to get this through this all together and be better for it. So well, we hope that once again, you found ways to unleash the compassionate achiever within you. And that includes your growth mindset so that you can unlock success. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. The Compassionate Achiever podcast is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CompAchieverPod, and feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.